0: Welcome to The Age of Audio. My name's Graham Brown from the award-winning podcast agency, Pickle & Co. The Age of Audio is a series of conversations with thought leaders and change makers in the world of audio. That's podcasts, radio, and social audio converging with big data to create engaging and authentic content for a new generation of listeners. You're a drummer, a musician, jazz, what's your background how did you get your style in audio
1: yeah like you said as a musician i started really really early in uh, elementary school with drums so I, mm. I took drum lessons in the music school after that i yeah started my own bands like we did start with rock and punk rock bands in high school and after that i really was like yeah i want to do this as a job get into music and audio sound and so yeah music was was the first thing so i started jazz drums after yeah i prepared a lot for that because it's not so easy to get in these universities mm. the space is limited and so you have to prepare yourself really good i did that i studied that for a few years um and since that i'm yeah making my living or a little bit of it as a musician and always was recording my own bands and so i started with this whole sound process and and audio recording and then i said yeah would be nice uh, yeah i'm I'm interested in this and then i want to do something so i started with a sound design hmm. Studied that at university and here i am now doing
0: both of that so <laughs> great journey what does a sound designer hear that most people don't um all sounds i think it's you know
1: all all stuff that is going on so really focusing on details on depth so i mean if you're watching a film now this this whole sound design that is happening and including with music everybody is really focused and on that and you know they know how to that's already um this sound world that is created with these films it's like a normal thing now hmm. but it's a lot of work behind that and in like films or it's it's also for audio only stuff. It's really like you have to do a lot more than it like it's sounding in the real world because hmm. you have just to overdo everything that it sounds appropriate you know that really people get the whole story of that Hmm. and and like for sound design you really focus on these uh layers and every detail so that it's really you get this whole sound package
0: Hmm. have you ever worked on a project where you've done something very very small but spent weeks and weeks and months just getting it right that just shows you really are a sound designer here's an (laughs) example of that
1: yeah that's true i mean maybe not not months maybe for a film yeah. but like if you if you take a small uh video for social media like we're doing a lot now in in our studio if you focus just on one sound you can go for weeks and layer stuff and Hmm. you know try every effect you have or try everything (laughs) Hmm. Your, your DAW has for you, uh, but I think it's it's also important to give yourself a limit that you don't overdo it because if you're just in a project and you have to finish it, then you it has hmm. to be done also in time. So go For
0: for yeah yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. You'll never be satisfied. Yeah, I, we're seeing a lot of people uh, getting into podcasting now, and. The great thing about podcasting is anybody can do it. You don't need to be qualified. That's true. You don't need a lot of equipment either to get into it. You can obviously get started very cheap. You know, doing cheap and obviously doing good aren't necessarily the same things. But we're seeing a lot of podcasts. We listen to podcasts where the audio is pretty poor. That seems to be the case. I don't think a lot of people really know what good audio sounds like and this is the issue isn't it it's like 1998 websites like people don't know what websites can be until you show it to them and it's the same with audio isn't it like if you think a lot of podcasts have done you know maybe they're using a phone maybe using earbuds yeah uh, maybe laptop speakers when you see that setup given him given limited budgets if somebody was doing it themselves, what are the easy wins to get that sound up to a minimum level without sort of hiring a sound designer? What would you do? Yeah. What are the quick fixes?
1: Quick fixes are um like if you're thinking of microphone, there are a lot of or coming more and more uh USB microphones mm. that are working really good. So I think that's a good start just not using your laptop uh microphone or or mm. your buds so i think this is really easy setup you just plug in and and yeah it's working then you use headphones then it's good for mm. the start and then you have, have a room that is not too bad and not not too much reverb i think that's a good really good start mm. but yeah like i said it's it's it, it can go really beyond that if you're hmm. just thinking of like you, you said these old websites but since when um, radio is at this quality level we have it now and i think you can also learn a lot from radio because hmm. of, of quality hmm. i mean they have studios and everything but you know this is this like this broadcast voice you know this is really hmm. i'm always going for that
0: hmm. Why is that important?
1: Yeah, I mean you understand everywhere you have your your your, your uh, speaker listening to really close to you hmm. um and um not not too much reverb or um like no reverb, so your your ears um don't get um tired that easy when you're listening a lot, hmm. so I think this is this is really important
0: for me Hmm. Hmm. yeah you you look at the production of radio and how for example let's take uh howard stern as a host and listen to his voice as a radio host that's run through multiple processes i mean he's got a great radio voice which has actually changed over the years Yeah, that's trained and now it's processed There's a reason for that, isn't there? That is, it's deep. It's got feeling. Yeah. You know, and like you say, I I like the idea about your ears being tired because listening is a very active process, isn't it? You have to listen. And, you know, you think about reverb, that exists everywhere in real life. The reason we don't hear it, quote, hear it, is because we filter it. Our brains actively reducing it but when you put it on a recording it doesn't know how to filter it right as well so it, it has Absolutely. to like work harder to process this information effectively and so it's it's not as engaging it it takes work and it feels distant and cold as opposed to like really close to your ear right
1: yeah totally that's it, I think that's that's really it because you don't get other stuff going around and mm. you can really focus on the on the voice and like I said it's I mean like when you really have this professional voice when you're talking like that it's it's trained and it's that's also yeah a really big part I think of, mm. of speaking but and and also for podcast recording, I think it's not necessary that everybody has. That because it's you know this authenticity that it's really you when you're speaking you don't Mm. don't have to be trained uh, all the way but um, I don't know it sounds for me I'm always really happy when I hear some somebody speak Mm. that is really trained you know and know how to do it
0: is there a, a science behind it I hear audio engineers talking about not just voice but sound like a warm sound what exactly do they mean when they say a warm sound
1: yeah i mean it's a good question. It's, if you have a deeper voice then it's even better if you're going closer to the microphone and mm. you have like this this deeper sound if you're yeah i don't know what's what's the secret really behind it but mm,
0: interesting i'd like somebody to define it scientifically what is a warm <laughs> sound because you hear that in, in music don't you people talking yeah, about a true. warm sound yeah like it, it must scientifically have certain wavelengths or totally true yeah and i think it's not
1: not something that you couldn't just do with after recording with eq yeah. or so you have to really like if you think of an old um, guitar amp or so hmm. this vintage sound you you cannot do it um exactly just Hmm. by eqing or any stuff so you need really the the instrument to record with that so like it's the same with voice if the recording result when you first start to record so in podcasting it's the voice Hmm. if that is good then it's you know a really good start so Hmm. you don't have to probably process that much eq that much just do a little bit and it's
0: it's fine you talked about radio and if you think about the production in radio who do you think as a benchmark produces great radio in terms of not just content but the actual quality of the sound the style who inspires you in that space that you think we can kind of learn from in the world of podcasting
1: yeah i mean i think every country um probably has their radio stations they're um, in business a long time and really doing great stuff like here in Austria it's um, called Ö1 um, so Austria 1 and they are doing a lot of musical shows with classical music but also like going into jazz and e- experimental music so they really have a, a large program and they are also doing like these audio dramas and, and mm. audio books themselves. They have a studio in in Vienna, and also like a Foley um, recording room. You know, with with um, everything you can can imagine and you know, just need for for an audio drama to to record this Foley sound. So this um, sounds produced after that. It's like also like you're using in film that it um, you're doing the sound design in real. Life with real life objects hmm. that it sounds like something that is happening in film or in radio you don't see it but like steps going on or a telephone or doesn't matter you know and they really have this they're really doing really nice stuff um and i didn't know that for just i found out f- uh, a few years ago that they also like broadcasting in uh 5.1 so like uh surround sound and they have a lot of that in their program because they mm. are, you know, specialized on that too. And so I really like that because it's um not everybody knows that not everybody consumes it like this, but they really take the effort and and produce it like that. So that is nice. And I don't know, I like also this this a lot of BBC stuff. Mm. They're really doing you know it's really high quality and and great shows and also experimenting with um like i said before um austria one with 5.1 but BBC does it with 3d sound hmm. design so like your yeah, pine oral stuff or other formats so that you're like can listen in on headphones and you're like in the sound scene so this is something i really like
0: <laughs> they are real audio geek stuff right? yeah
1: yeah yeah. really love it
0: <laughs> well I was listening to some of that BBC stuff recently and you can go to BBC Sound, for example. It has some great docu-series. Yes. And uh, they were doing, there was one, like it was about 40 minutes on Chernobyl in Russia, you know, the nuclear reactor. Yeah. document documentary about that. was really interesting. You know, it was done as uh, NPR style. You know, it, you would take like 20- or more audio sources and you would mix them up and you would have interviews, voiceovers. It was interesting that, you know, they were inside the reactor or, you know, in a similar kind of scene. But when I listen to that, I'm wondering, you know, they're talking to people, are they recreating those sounds? Cause there's like a sound of a siren and footsteps. And I wonder that would be too hard to capture live. What do you think do you think people actually recreate those sounds like later on how does that actually work because i'm thinking i mean not that it's a problem it's just curious like how much work goes into it you don't even notice
1: right yeah that's that's totally true i think like in in audio dramas it's mostly um produced afterwards so like if i'm switching back to film again because somebody can imagine probably that i can record the scene um Mm -hmm. I mean, catch it on camera and also record audio on that but most of the time it's not that big sound you know like you said if it's if you're recording outside it's wind or doesn't matter what you don't get these footsteps really that um, good on your on your microphones so you have to recreate it and I think with audio drama it's the same so and Mm. a lot of stuff is is doing uh, you know they're doing that afterwards so hmm. really creating this whole sound scene with every sound you need and is it footsteps or a siren that it's you know far far away or even close to you it doesn't matter hmm. so yeah i think it's a lot of effort going into that and
0: it's believability though right you know that's yeah the right
1: point. yeah a good point is that good sound you don't hear good sound design you know it's yeah. like if you just listen to that, like you told this this story, um, then it's just you're in the scene. You don't think, mm. ah, here's that sound, here's that or so. You just get the whole package. So you're just not focusing on the real sound design, but just mm. the sound scene. So I think that it's it's the yeah, that, that's a real good sound design. Mm. If you don't recognize it,
0: but if it wasn't there. You would recognize it, right? If it was silent, it's, yeah, yeah, it would feel strange, right? In fact, yeah. more important than video, because you can listen totally. to audio without video, right? Music, it's right? Totally but you can't listen to video without audio. That's like surveillance cameras, right? Yeah, it just looks really weird.
1: And I think it's also like that if you're like watching something with video and the quality is bad, it's you know you you just accept it more than hmm. if audio is really bad because i know there's there's this saying or that sound is the first thing that's that you uh, recognize
0: when you're in your um when you're born right if you you're born right yeah, yeah i think like yeah absolutely so, well you think about it like you and i learned a language before we could read yeah right through sound You know, you think about how important it is to human emotion and relationships as well. We say, I don't know what it is in German, I wonder if it's similar, but in English we say, you know, like for example, you say to your wife or your partner, you're not listening to me. It's kind of a strong statement. We don't say you're not looking at me. It means like you're not being heard, you're not being valued, you feel hurt. Because somebody, yeah. what, what do you say in German? Is it a similar translation?
1: Yeah, it's a similar translation. It's like, it's like really translated, uh-huh. like you said it. And so you're just listening, you are
0: not listening to me. That's it's exactly the same saying. It's so. the complaint, isn't it? Like you're being yeah, a poor, yeah. poor husband. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but even like in business, we say, uh, you know, listen to customers. Yeah. Right. The voice of the customer. This is what people talk about now. And how important that is to relationships. I'm sure somebody out there, a neuropsychologist can tell us why, you know, audio and the brain are interconnected strongly with relationships and emotion, right? But that, how important that is. If you think about music as well, you know, like it, you know, totally. it's- thousands of years we've been making music. It's not going away, right? Even do you remember when they said digital was going to kill music? Yeah, how wrong they were, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think it's getting easier to produce music nowadays. Mm. Um, Doesn't always have to be that good, I think, in my opinion. Because you know, if you're just um, putting some samples, um, layering some samples, then it's also music. You know, you're Mm. just not composing it. You're just, um, yeah, producing it in some way can be good but it's yeah process whole process it's getting easier but hmm. if you think like um, yeah I don't know 50 years ago you really had to be able to play your instrument and to record hmm. it you could not um, overdub stuff that easy so but I, I really like this that it's getting that easy because hmm. nowadays you just need a laptop and you can produce an album when you're on tour or, or yeah. So.
0: Yeah, it's really democratized, isn't it? I wonder yeah. if you look at podcasts, if there's a similar analogy, you take music, for example, like you say, 50 years ago, you had to play, you had to be really good because yeah. you had to hire a studio and studios cost money and you had to hire an yeah. audio yeah. engineer and you needed a, an A&R guy to pick you for the label and the label could only have so many albums that they could push and the record store had physically shelf space, right? Yeah. These are the albums. True. So it was very limited. Now you know, anybody can do it. But then that changes the dynamic, doesn't it? That same with podcasts. Now anybody can do it. So if it's easy to produce, the challenge now is promotion, right? right same with yeah. music. It's like you anybody can produce an album. Now, how do you get it out there? If you, if you look at what's happened to music in the last 20 years in digital, and now think about where we're going with podcasts, what does that mean in terms you know, I'm a podcaster. I want to blow up my podcast. My challenges are not now producing it. My challenges are being heard. Yeah. If I was to look at the music industry, what could I have learned from that history?
1: Yeah, I think it's hmm, a good question. Maybe a little bit different because, yeah, like, like with podcasting, you just um, have it digital. You know, you just have it on on your platforms. And if we compare compare that with a few years ago or yeah, decades ago, it wasn't that easy to um, yeah, like with all these platforms we have now, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so and and getting more and more Google podcast and, and Deezer and it doesn't matter. They you know it's really you're getting on the podcast on your on your phone. This is really, really easy to use now. Decades ago you had to like put your RSS feed somewhere in and it's really complicated. So really more technical stuff. And um I think with music it was a, a different journey because um like you had uh, um, this vinyl and and on on CD and before even getting digital. So you nowadays have it all on these platforms too, like Spotify and yeah iTunes. And I'm not exactly sure what's the one can what can be learned of that because mm. I think if you put your music on these platforms, you don't get that much money either with with mm. every click and yeah.
0: It's performance, it's nice though, look. right? I mean, the money is in live, isn't it? With musicians, yeah. merchandise, yeah, live yeah totally. gigs. Get, right, right, yeah. That's, That's where the money the, is, right? Yeah, yeah. Almost the the music itself is like doesn't make any money, almost, yeah. unless you're you're a big artist and you own all your catalog, right? Yeah, right, totally.
1: If you're a like um, small musician or a music group, then it's you don't get that much money out of of these mm-hmm. platforms
0: interesting well who in the podcast space is really doing interesting stuff for you who do you look at and think wow they're really pushing the envelope they're doing interesting stuff sound wise content wise
1: i'm learning every day you know about new podcasts and 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 agencies and and studios but i really like this storytelling stuff nowadays Mm. really sometimes great Produced and you need a lot of time and and people and everything, so it's not that easy. But like you said before, with you can record it on the phone or somewhere else. So if you have this podcast with sound design and music and like a voice that is just guiding you through, that is really professionally recorded, and there are some interviews in between, or or doesn't matter, with recorded just with phone, then I really like that um, Hmm. difference. You know. Because then it's, uh, if uh, the whole podcast is just recorded on phone, then you would say, ah, it's sounding, yeah, uh, I don't really like it. It's not this warm, fat sound and, and so. But if it's just small portions inside, then it's really this difference, you know, between hmm. the sounds that really uh, catches me, you know, hmm. in some way. So I really like this production's um
0: variety
1: right that's the importance yeah who, who do you listen to recently can't remember the name now but it was a german production mm. and they really they did like an, an audio drama somehow with with 3d sound so they really like a story about a, a, a mass murder in some city in germany and they just created this audio drama around that the whole series was like 10 episodes Hmm. and this really really catched me because you know you had this it was really in the scene and mm. yeah 3D murder nothing yeah like it. yeah somehow, screams somehow, coming like
0: out that. Of all angles
1: <laughs> yeah i know they were in a in a drain tunnel or so so this was really like
0: you know uh, you can imagine the sound yeah yeah it's funny it's, well when you say something like that like if i said to you somebody walking across pebbles or gravel or somebody bouncing a ball on a wall immediately you can hear that sound in your head isn't it and it creates that scene straight away somebody cutting vegetables in the kitchen right immediately you can kind of visualize it right even though it's a sound so it shows you the power to evoke memories and the senses and like i said with i think with food um probably if you hear
1: this this um sound effect you know it's coming along with doesn't matter what you're doing in the kitchen then you probably could also smell it in some way you know you just really you have this memories not just sound wise you see it you smell it and this i think is your great because you're all your senses
0: just you catch all your senses so totally well it was pavlov wasn't it pavlov's dogs the ringing yeah right yeah 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 (laughs) we're no better we're just dogs yeah. ringing yeah. the bells <laughs> somehow <laughs> the sound of bacon s- yeah, cooking yeah. Red, something yeah. like that
1: it'd be like the sound of rain if you yeah if you're not seeing the picture if you're just um cooking bacon and you just see a picture of well, it's raining outside then it's you're like, yeah okay it's the rain
0: You've been listening to The Age of Audio with me, Graham Brown, from the award-winning podcast agency Pickle & Co. To get access to all the audio conversations and book content for The Age of Audio, go to www.theageofaudio.com. One more time, theageofaudio.com.